6 p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, what I'm loosely going to call the eighth season premiere of Arabology. It's been a while. This is uh, DJ Ramsey with you. I have not been on the air for a little while, and uh, certainly I've missed hosting the Arabology show. It's been a, sort of an interesting year, I think, in terms of, uh, well, personal uh, growth, uh, political instability, and, uh, well, social chaos. I'm referring, of course, to... Uh, a region of the world that is uh, so tragically defined by these words. The Arab world, as you know, has not been quiet, calm, or tranquil. But that doesn't mean that the uh, artistic scene hasn't been flourishing there. In fact, it seems to me that as a direct result of all the uh, upheavals that uh, the region is witnessing, we are seeing a new surge of talent of poetry, of song, of music, and of amazing performers who are subversively healing, who are addressing issues in a variety of musical genres, and who remain hopeful and optimistic for a better future. One of those artists, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to in the background as I speak, that is Aimad Al-Ulaybi. I guess we'll pronounce it uh, in English as Aimad Alibi, and in French as Imed Alibi. No matter how you pronounce it, he's one of the finest uh, Tunisian percussions I've ever heard. And the track you're hearing called Pour Quelques Dinars de Plus, loosely translated as For a Few Dinars More, is taken from his album Safar, an amazing album that has been uh, receiving rave reviews worldwide. Do check him out if you uh, like this kind of music. This track, of course, uh, is one of the many tracks that are included on his CD Safar and that have a specific kind of feel to it, very meditative, very beautiful, and certainly very creative. During today's show, I'm also going to be featuring and spotlighting a brand new album that came out, a compilation, a, a CD like I've never heard before. It's actually called Songs from a Stolen Spring, in reference, of course, to the Arab Spring that many people feel has been hijacked, stolen, if you will. Aghanin min Rabia Masruq. And that's uh, an amazing CD that has just been released by Valley Entertainment and it includes an array of Western and uh, Middle Eastern singers who have been mixed together and fused into what I'm going to call perfect harmony. So we'll be listening to uh, samples from that amazing new CD. And... Uh, Hopefully that will pique your interest into uh, listening to uh, more songs that fuse sort of Arabic music with uh, Western uh, music and Western genres. Songs from a Stolen Spring will be highlighted today, as well as an interview with one of the artists who participated in the project, and that's none other than uh, Tanya Saleh. So we've got that and much more coming up right here on the Arabology Show, coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. Let's delve into the uh, songs from a Stolen Spring CD. And the first track features Iskanderella, and uh, they are Egyptian, and they sort of have been uh, monumental and instrumental in the uprisings that happened in Egypt and that perhaps are still happening in Egypt. Here they are uh, paired with uh, the Blind Boys of Alabama. The song you'll recognize, called Freedom, uh, has been uh, mixed in with uh, their new song, which is uh, A New Beginning. So let's hear how that fusion goes right here on KZ. Yes, you. Stanford. Stanford. 
مطرح شعب شريف مصر جنينة كل الشعراء ابنها شهم ودمه خفيف ده وجهها محبوب الفقراء شجرة بتطرح شعب شريف هي كل صيد الحب هي ضحكة وفيها صوت Care International is to serve individuals and families in the poorest communities in the world. They work to bring about lasting change through providing economic opportunity, delivering emergency relief, and strengthening capacity for self-help. If you would like to find out more or would like to help support their programs, please visit them at www.care.org. That's www.care. .org. Six oh eight p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford ninety point FM. I am your DJ Ramsey. I'm delighted to be back on the air for this one hour today, and uh, bringing you uh, well a taste, a musical taste from the Arabic speaking world. Today we're highlighting a CD called uh, "Songs from a Stolen Spring." It's an amazing CD that's just been released by Valley Entertainment, and it includes an, a really impressive array of singers, both uh, well uh, from the east and the West, uh, uh, I would uh, very much like to applaud uh, the following artists for participating in this album, and that is uh, Reem Banna, Tanya Saleh, Dina Al-Wadidi, Massar Igbari, Rami Isam, and uh, Lubna Naaman. They are amazing, and they were, are also joined by Munir Trudi. Now, if none of those names uh, mean anything to you, perhaps their Western counterparts will. The CD was actually mixed by Grammy Award winner Daniel Lerner, and uh, I had the chance to speak to one of the artists, actually, Tanya Saleh, who uh, participated in this project and uh, whose song Ma'il Nashi, translated in English as Not a Word Was Spoken, was actually mixed in with Dancing in the Streets by Terry Evans. So here's a very short excerpt from my interview with Tanya Saleh in which uh, she talks about uh, the way she came to be involved in the uh, CD and the compilation and uh, that will lead us right into her amazing mix there called Not a Word Was Spoken slash Dancing in the Street by Tanya Saleh and uh, Terry Evans. Here's what Tanya had to say. Uh, my co-producer, the uh, the person who uh, helped me to release my album, his name is Eric Hillestad. He has a company in Norway called KKV and it has uh, released a few very interesting albums from the region uh, for Rim Banna, Masa Vahdat, uh, Naibar Ghouti and a few others. And now uh, releasing also Dina Wadidi's uh, latest album. Uh, so he, he was uh, very much interested in uh, in where we come from and and, and the women who are uh, into uh, into music and not only singers but songwriters as well. 
so he uh, he looked us up and he found a, a, a beautiful uh, i mean a bunch of uh, of artists from uh, egypt tunis syria lebanon uh, uh, and and uh, and maybe I, i'm not sure where exactly but i, mean, I think mainly they are th- these uh, countries and uh, and he asked us to choose uh, one of many songs that uh, whose uh, theme is about freedom. So each one of us chose a song, and and uh, we decided to uh, to write or use one of our songs that we have already written to try to uh, invent something uh, along with the the freedom song that we chose. So we worked on uh, marrying these two songs together and and I had the chance to to be uh, singing a duet with the great Terry Evans who is a wonderful, wonderful singer who has lately worked with Rai Kuder on on his latest album. I I took one song of mine which is called Ma'el Nashi, not a word was spoken and uh, we we produced it together with Eric uh, along with the song Dancing in the Street so that so we have a mixture of two songs in one
6.20pm right here at KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I am your DJ Ramsey. The show is Aerobology and I am back on the air for a special uh, sort of uh, unscheduled uh, one hour uh, show uh, coming to you from 6pm until 7pm California time. I'm happy that you were able to join me. The song we just heard was called Not a Word Was Spoken Ma'il Nashi by Tanya Saleh mixed in with uh, Dancing in the Streets sung by Terry Evans. Now, what did you think of that uh, combination? If you liked it, and especially if you liked Tanya Saleh's version, tune into the next episode of Arabalji where I'll be featuring an exclusive, uh, uh, much longer interview with Tanya, who, in addition to having released this duet on the Stolen Spring CD, has, is also preparing to release her brand new, much anticipated CD called Shwayit Suwar. We'll be talking to her about that album and about what she's been up to in an exclusive interview on the next episode of Arabology. In the meantime, let's move to the next uh, singer on this uh, uh, CD. His name is Munir Trudi, in Arabic Munir Trudi. He was born in 1960. He's a Tunisian jazz and Sufi music singer. Uh, he's appeared on several uh, works and uh, CDs uh, with jazz trumpet player Eric Truffaz. And uh, he also appears on the uh, Stolen Spring CD that I'm highlighting this week. In fact, uh, Munir Trudi uh, uh, took uh, his song called "Zman Elli Kinnathwar" in Arabic. Uh, we once we were true rebels, and he mixed it with uh, Ray Benson's song a simple song of freedom uh this pairing is uh, one of the many magical pairings that happen on the uh, stolen spring cd and uh, we're going to listen to an excerpt from that right after i tell you a little bit about the song itself uh the um, uh, so munir trudy as, as i told you had released uh, many many songs and the one of his later ones one of his more recent ones is called trop tard which in french uh, the title's french it means too late. However, the song is not in French. It just has a French title. The song's actually in Arabic. And uh, he released it in conjunction with a rapper whose name is Phoenix. So you got Munir Trudi's uh, song uh, Trotar with Phoenix. Uh, a song that gained a lot of notoriety in view of the Tunisian revolution and its uh, consequences and results. The song uh, is uh, beautifully written. It's uh, based on a poem by Fuad Al-Hamdi. It's sung by Munir Trudi in American, I guess, Munir Trudi. And uh, I'm going to play sort of the original first for you, ladies and gentlemen, and then we'll play the uh, uh, remixed version so that you can see how uh, the original has been sort of uh, vamped up and remixed and mixed in on the uh, stolen Spring City. So the original by uh, Munir Trudi goes uh, something like this. زمان اللي كنا ثوار رجال حرار لنخاف الثلج وللنار لحنينا الروس ونكسنا ولبسنا يدينا القهار ولا الحسن صبابت ولا عفسنا ولا بعنا مرة السمصار مشينا على الحصحاص حملنا ونقينا شوق ومسمار لركضنا لحظة ولا نعسنا ولا غفلنا ليل ولا نهار Now that is a poem by uh, Fuad Al-Hamdi and uh, it was uh, recorded by Munir Trudi. We're about to hear it. But let me give you a quick idea of what I just read. The lyrics go something like this. Uh, Once we were rebels, we were free men. We feared neither snow nor fire. We did not bow our heads or grovel to those who oppressed us. We didn't lick their boots nor sell out to the highest bidder. We walked on the soil despite thorns and nails. We did not rest for a moment. We did not slumber and we did not sleep. <laughs> لبعنا مرة السمصار مشينا على الحصحاص حملنا ونقينا شوف ومسمار 
من اللي كنا ثوار جل حرار نخاف الثلج ولا النار لنخاف الثلج ولا النار شيرين لهزينا خطوف شهر لعملنا اللي جين لعسينا على جوار انتو نصور حبسنا خلينا هالثوار خلينا هالثوار ورونا الثورة العصرية وكيفاش نقبضو شعار لسمعنا بليلين وما وقولش لقيناش نهار لعرفنا شبنو كيفار اللي ثار لعرفنا تفاجي ولا استعمار كثرة الحساب لعرفنا اللي فهمنا لا يمين لا يسار لا مود ولا وطد ولا العلماني من الخمار لا القوم يعرفنا هالشحكي للاخضر جنة اخضار لا تكتلنا مع تكتل لاعتصمنا مع عمار لهين الاف الثورة للحقوق جنة وصار قالوا عملنا مؤتمر وديجاجينا في مشوار للاتحاد ولا نقابة ولا انفلات ولا الهيار من اللي كنا صنابيد كان تبقي شد الفار واللي بيصحيت النعجة والمعزة معزة ولا وطار خسر بدوار لا تحشم ولا فيها الخد اللي حمار لقلم ترفعك يا سادة صفحتكم بيدبل حبار احكوا للذر تصدقكم تاريخ كتبنا بشعار واللي ما كتبش تاريخ سامح لنقول طروطار Yeah, laughing indeed there. That's uh, Munir Trudi and a song called uh, Trop Tard, translated as Too Late. <laughs> Here he is. I think he's having a good time laughing in the background there. That was the original version of the song, Trop Tard, uh, by Munir Trudi. And as I said, uh, well, uh, there's been a pairing uh, of Munir Trudi on the new uh, CD called The Stolen Spring or Songs from a Stolen Spring. In it, uh, he is uh, paired up uh, with uh, Ray Benson from Asleep at the Wheel. Well, what a combination. We're about to hear the same song you just heard by Munir Trudi, ladies and gentlemen. Here's an excerpt of the remixed version along with Ray Benson Another gem from the Songs from a Stolen Spring CD. Come and sing a simple song of freedom. Sing it like you've never sung before. Let it fill the air. Tell the people everywhere. We the people here don't want a war. Jill Dufan Narva, Smanilikum Nasnadi, 
كان القط يشد الفار والذبي صحيت النعجه والمعزه معزه ولو طار صار الطوار اللي تحشم ولا فيها الخد يا حمار لقلمت رفعت يا ساده وصفحتكم بذبل حبار احكوا للذر تصدقكم تاريخ كتبنا شعار واللي ما كتبش تاريخه سامحني نقول له How is that for a combination, ladies and gentlemen? That was Tunisian uh, singer, musician Munira Trudi, combined with uh, Ray Benson from Sleep at the Wheel, uh, a song that was titled A Simple Song of Freedom slash Once We Were True Rebels. And the Arabic title, I guess, would be Zmanili Kunna Thuwar Rjal Hrar. Hope you enjoyed that. It's just one of the many many gems that you can find on the uh, songs from a stolen spring cd just released by uh, valley entertainment the next uh, pairing is uh, quite quite impressive it's actually uh, singer songwriter maria mckee has been paired with are you ready for this masar igbari now if you've listened to arabology in the past you know that masar igbari is this amazing uh, sort of subversive alternative indie egyptian band that sings songs about Egypt and sort of keep the dream alive. Uh, they actually released a song uh, in Arabic called Ana Mawgood which means uh, I am here. It is uh, that song that will get remixed on the songs from a uh, stolen spring CD in a moment but I thought perhaps uh, we'll listen to the original that we will appreciate just how much remixing and fusing has been done when you hear that same song mixed in with its western counterpart. رغم الحدود رغم السدود رغم اللي راح واللي عدى من العهود رغم الجراح رغم الالم رغم ان جوه القلب فيه زحمه كلام رغم اللي قال واللي فاكر انه ممكن يخنق العقل بقيود رغم السؤال اللي ملوش حلول أنا موجود أنا موجود لسه قادر
Persian group Masar Igbari and a song called Enema Wood, which means I exist or I am here. Here's the remixed version on from the songs from a stolen spring CD. <laughs> So that was uh, a duet, I guess, between uh, two amazing singers. It was uh, Masar Iqbali, the Egyptian group, along with Maria McKee there. You heard her sort of humming along in Arabic. Good job, Maria McKee. One of the many beautiful duets that exist on the songs from a Stolen Spring CD. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with me because uh, I'm about to bring you a beautiful interview with, uh, well... Somebody who is quite involved in the Arabian Shakespeare Festival. Have you heard of that? If not, you will. Wednesday Night Live brings you Bay Area Band live from our basement studios every Wednesday night. Live at 9 p.m. Okay, attention! Attention! So tune in for the best in live Bay Area music without even having to leave your house. Take a trip and never leave the farm, kitties. Sing on! Can you hear me back there? That's Wednesday Night Live, each week at 9 p.m., only on 90.1 FM, KZSU, Stanford. It is 6.40 p.m. right here at KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. Now, ladies and gentlemen, have you heard of the uh, Arabian Shakespeare Festival? Mehrajan Shakespeare Al-Arabi. Well, it's taking place right here in San Francisco, November 13th through the 23rd. It's at Royce Gallery. That's in San Francisco. And uh, the play, of course, by William Shakespeare will be uh, Othello this time. It's been directed by Kevin Hammond. And the artistic director for the Arabian Shakespeare Festival is none other than William J. Brown III. Now, I had the honor to sit with this young man and interview him about not only the play Othello that's playing in San Francisco right now, but also about the history of the Arabian Shakespeare Festival. What he had to say was extremely interesting. I'm going to leave it for him to put it into his own words. And I'm going to say shukran to William for pre-recording that interview with us right here at the Arabology Show, coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. This is DJ Ramsey coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM. I am delighted and honored to welcome to the studio today none other than William J. Brown III, who is the Artistic Director of the Arabian Shakespeare Festival. William, welcome to Stanford and welcome to KZSU. Uh, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, the Arabian Shakespeare Festival. Now, I have to tell you, at first, when people heard this, they said, isn't that an oxymoron? Isn't that a paradox? How can you put Shakespeare with Arabian? How have you managed to do that in Arabic? Mehrajan, Shakespeare, Al-Arabi. The genesis of the entire program started all the way back in 2005. And my father has worked and lived in the greater Arabia region for 35 plus years now, whether it be in Saudi or the UAE or Kuwait, um, Oman. And uh, it started back then. We said, well, what if we went and did some Shakespeare there? And it was, I don't want to say it was a joke, but it was a far-fetched idea. Mm. Oh, that'd be fun. Mm. But then, of course, uh, the Emirates started building Sadiyat Island, which was, or is, you know, they built the island out in the water, actually dumped the sand in until they had it. And they're building this huge theater but in the Emirates, there isn't a culture of theater. Mm. And so any performance they have, they bring in from elsewhere and said, well, if you're going to build a theater, you should have some Shakespeare. And so that's what launched the idea. And we happened to, we, we went over to the UAE. I was just visiting my father. And I'll never forget, we were touring the Emirates Palace Hotel, which anyone who hasn't been there, it's it's an incredible place just to, to see. And... 
uh, my father stopped and he looked across the lobby and said, I think that's Till Yasakunich, who at the time was the executive director of uh, Abu Dhabi Classics, oh, wow. which does music, or they did music, they, they've since folded. And we literally, we chased him down <laughs> across the lobby and said, we want to do Shakespeare, can we have tea? Wow. And he said, sure. Until the next day, we were talking about the project and the, just the ideas that we had and uh, what we wanted to do. And we, we aimed big. We are going to do two shows in rep with the children's education program and a lecture series. And at the end of the day, that didn't happen. But what did happen is a gentleman who runs the theater program at UAE University at the time, somehow he caught wind of it. And he said, well, this is, these are my resources. What can you do? Hmm. And what we wound up doing was... Uh, we took three actors and various scenes from Shakespeare, each of them related to a different uh, concept of acting, whether it be we talked about sonnets or just basic objective or imagery. And we would do workshops with the women of United Arab Emirates University. The classes started to fill up, and it wasn't just uh, his classes, uh, Dr. Marioni's classes, suddenly... Other classes were coming because they were talking in the coffee shops about these things that we're doing, these scenes, this Shakespeare, but how they're relating to the stories. I want to interrupt you a bit. Are you talking here about uh, doing Shakespeare in English? Yes, with, in with, English. In English. So taking the plays and having these students from Al Ain University uh, sort of stage the play in English, in the original English. Uh, yeah, and it, we, we, gave, we gave them the choice. We can speak in Arabic. Well, my Arabic is extremely, extremely limited. I won't even try to embarrass myself on the air. But uh, uh, they could speak in Arabic or in English, and 95% of them wanted to speak it in English. Though we did do some. For example, the first year we did a scene from Henry uh, V, where at the very end he's trying to woo the Princess of France. Of course, she doesn't speak any English, and he speaks almost no French. So we had that. We turned that into Arabic. And wow. so, so we did that, and it was just uh, show-stopping, yes. which was just this huge win for us. And so the next year, we went back again with two uh, shortened productions, of abridged Midsummer Night's Dream and then an abridged uh, Merry Wives of Windsor. And this time, we wanted to see, okay, well, how, how do these themes, do you relate, speaking again to, to the, the, these young women, um, because that's what we found the first time is that they really relate. This is not just, hey, we're going to go share some culture. No, we are exchanging culture. Mm. And so we went back and we spent the, first, the whole two weeks just about just performing and working on one scene, which is the first scene of Mid Midsummer Night's Dream, which for anyone familiar with it, if you perform that here in America, people say, okay, get on with the funny. Let's go. Mm. We get it. The plot. She doesn't want to marry this guy. She wants to marry who she wants to marry. Dad says No. And we spent two weeks just talking about this scene and performing it. And then we would ask the women, and they would predict the entire plot of the wow. play. Because oh. this is what they would do. And right. so, right. and this time we had 30 women come up and perform with us. That's when I realized, you know what, this is real. Yeah. This is not just a, well, I have an opportunity to go do this amazing thing and meet amazing people. And so that's what launched us into actually becoming a nonprofit organization here in America. Mm. And that launched us into our first production here in America, which we did last fall, which was by Kuwaiti playwright uh, Dr. Hussein Al-Musalam. Right, because I saw that, I think, on your website and on your Facebook page, which, by the way, what is your website? Uh, uh, the website is www.arabianshakespearefestival.org. Great, and you're also on Facebook, as I believe. Yes, or? we are, and at uh, Arabian Shakes is the Twitter handle as well. Um, and what spoke to us about th this play is our, our mission is that we look at the themes of Shakespeare and how they relate to humanism. Nice. And, you know, and, and, and the broad themes that you know, I look at, you know, what does it mean to be a human being today? Which is why I think we still perform Shakespeare because the way he wrote what he did we still relate, and, and I in specifically using the word we as in the world. Mm, nice. Not just, the, you know, the West. Now, it may be different ways we relate, which is what's exciting to me. But it was very important to me, and in an interview I did last year, um, it was a, I said it would be the height 
of cultural imperialism for me to say, well, let's just take our Western Shakespeare there and show them, you know, what, what we need to do. It's not what it's about. It's about an exchange, building this a cultural bridge between America, the West, and um, Arabia, because the tag we used from promoting last year, you know, it may be 9,000 miles away, but it's not that far. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the, the main question that I got when I said that I was interviewing you today and I talked about the Mehrajan Shakespeare al-Arabi um, is, is, you know, is it going to be performed in Arabic? Is it going to be um, sort of Arabicized? I mean, how, how are you sort of defining it if you can find a definition? What we're trying to do And what we're going to do with um, Othello is I spend a a long time in discussion with uh, various um, uh, people um, from my board of directors, one of which is a young uh, Kuwaiti man named Abdullah Al-Haroun. Another is a uh, uh, he's a cultural anthropologist doctorate and he's lived in Arabia for 30 years as a converted Muslim himself. And then uh, my father as well, who's been in the region. And we talked about the broad issues in Othello, trust, loyalty, and the one, and uh, jealousy. Mm. And the question we had was, how are these different in our cultures? Are they different? Maybe they're not. Mm. How is trust different? How is jealousy different? And so on. And that has been given to the actors as a filter through which they will uh, filter their ideas, their actions, their choices. So in layman's terms, um, you know, what differentiates this Shakespeare play and uh, staged play from any other? Uh, you mean Othello from other plays? Or? Right, Othello from another performance of Othello by, let's say, I don't know, the Royal Shakespeare Company or sure. something. Um, there, there's two things. One, there is uh, always the the question of, was Othello at one time Muslim? Uh, it's very specific in the play that for most of it he does speak as if he is Christian, but of course the question is, is he now um, on the outside a Christian because that is what has been demanded of him while in his heart? Oh, wow. Is he still you know, holding on to his uh, uh, former belief? Um, so this possible identity of Othello as a Muslim, which is something that we're, we're, we're looking at, we're playing with, and I certainly will not spoil it. Um, uh, but uh, the, the, there's that. And the other thing is there will be an Arabian feel to some of the set, but I really do believe that as we, uh, as actors, and I'm also performing in the play as a, a supporting role, wow. um, as we look at it, through this other lens, and as I was explaining it to the cast last night, just through the reaction of, you know, how does this change what I'm doing? The idea of um, trust, one of the most fascinating things that, um, in the conversation I had with uh, uh, Dr. Peak and Abdullah was when we talked about trust, and, and again, in the broad sense, how here in America, trust and friend, they go hand in hand. First, I thought Abdullah was joking. He says, well, you know, that's not necessarily true here in Kuwait. You know, I mean, I might trust you. You might not be my friend, but I might trust you. Mm. You could be my friend. I might not trust you. And yeah. it is completely separate, which, of course, raises very interesting questions in Othello, which is all about this trust. And yeah. why, why are you trusting this person? Well, why don't you trust this person? They're supposedly your friend. And then we continued along that. And uh, it was very interesting to me how he said, in Kuwait, it is very much... You must earn trust. You can always lose it, but you must earn it. Whereas I believe in the, that here in America, you can lose trust very easily, but you more, you know, we are inclined to trust somebody that is our friend. Yeah. And trust more quickly, perhaps? I think, I think absolutely. And, and we had a long discussion about what, why, why is that? In, in, where does that come from? And, uh, and of course, neither of us being experts on this, uh, his thought, he went all the way back to pre-Muslim culture and the Bedouin codes of... Ignorance, they call it, yeah. Um, any of these Bedouin codes of uh, hospitality. Right. And the story that he gave us was, um, you know, if you, if you just came across the desert, I would give you water and shelter for three days and I would never ask your name. 
because we might be feuding our families or our tribes, but I'm not going to ask anything. Now, after three days, all bets are off. I can ask you, and then I can chase you, or whatever it may be. And you know that I think. But that now that you're starving or you're, you know, you're thirsty, uh, I will give you, you know, what you need. Exactly, because that that is the code. But of course, the cynical man would look at that and say, "So I'm almost expecting you to be somebody I'm not going to trust, and that's why I'm not going to ask you anything about <laughs> you for those three days." Which, you know, and of course, I'm grossly oversimplifying everything here. Um, and what we came down to at the end was it is like the, the penultimate level of trust is the man or woman that there is no test. Now, who is the uh, person you mentioned him that was telling you these amazing stories and taking you back in time? Um, Uh, his name's uh, Abdullah Al Haroun, and he'll probably be horrified that I keep talking about him on on the radio here. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I I love the way he's uh, sort of bridging the seemingly eternal gap between East and West yeah. here. This is an well, and, that, and that's really seems like an amazing it, man. Is well, what's so exciting is, is and he, he's a young uh, a young man, and and I say this as someone who um I, I just turned actually turned 33 today, and I call him a young man. <laughs> so you know, it tells you that he's uh, got his uh, he's a, a lawyer. He got his training in London. And, and now he's back in Kuwait and he's working for a, a law firm there. And uh, he, to me, truly personifies what I hope all of us involved in Arabian Shakespeare and those of us who are seeing it come to see. He is cross-cultural. I mean, he understands. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, he, he is Kuwaiti, so you know, Kuwait especially. But he understands the region. He understands much of Europe. He understands America. He studied in Canada also, um, and, and he understands. And we, we talk about. So this is what we're, we're looking at in this play. And he's very quick to say, "Well, we would never do that." Mm. Or, "Well, mm. yes, of course we would do that. That makes perfect sense." Yeah. yeah. Um, Yes, he, he is a wonderful, wonderful uh, man. I'm really hoping he gets out here to see it. Absolutely. William, will there be like a Q&A session after the play or some sometime something where we can engage the issues that you and I have been discussing? Yes, actually, there is an official talk back on uh, November 16th. That's the Sunday. Okay. Uh, the show starts at two, and the, afterwards there'll be a topic with the, the cast nice. and the director as well before uh, he actually goes back to uh, Toronto. Um, uh, we're talking about Kevin uh, Hammond. Yes, Kevin Hammond. He He's the, uh, uh, the director. And he's also the um, artistic director of the Humber River Shakespeare Festival, which is a touring professional company outside of Toronto. And as I mentioned, I really want to be engaged, uh, and, and not just by the Arab community, by everybody, right. but I'm specifically extending this out. And, um, you know, there's the, uh, the phone number where you can order tickets, which Absolutely. is... Absolutely. Is that uh, um, over here? It's 408-499-0017. That's to purchase tickets. Yes, and uh, you can also get in touch with me there, and uh, uh, I, I respond from there. And just ideas, thoughts, hopes, um, fears, all of that, that's what we want to know because... We are a young organization, and as my goal is to create this cultural bridge, I realize that I'm not an expert. Hmm. I know some experts um, and want to be an expert, but the only way to do that is to listen. William J. Brown, you are the artistic director of the Arabian Shakespeare Festival. You've done an amazing job today of piquing our curiosity about uh, the uh, Othello play by William Shakespeare, which will be staged again, ladies and gentlemen, at the Royce Gallery. That's in San Francisco at 2901 Mariposa Street, directed by Kevin Hammond. And who's starring in it uh, this time? Uh, it's starring um, Armando McLean as Othello, uh, Jennifer LeBlanc as as Desdemona and Teddy Spencer as Iago, and then, of course, the rest of the cast um, being uh, myself, uh, Aaron Kitchen, Anna-Marie McLeod, and Malcolm Bowman-Rogers, and Sophia Ahmed. Nice. Nice. And for more information, again, it's arabianshakespearefestival.org. And emails can be sent to info at arabianshakespearefestival.org. The telephone number, again, is 408-499-0017. You're also on Facebook. I believe we can join your group on Facebook, on your Facebook page. I know I got a lot of my information there, as well as some pictures of past performances and present performances. November 13th is the preview night, which 
much uh, for all the students out there. That is uh, uh, discounted tickets. Nice. Um, November 14th is the official gala opening. Right here in San Francisco. Don't miss it. The Arabian Shakespeare Festival. I've been speaking to my amazing guest today, none other than William J. Brown III. It has been a delight to speak with you, William. A little Arabic to say goodbye. Perhaps I know you said you're not that, but may I just say assalamu alaikum as a way to bestow peace upon you, always, and to say shukran Shukran. for coming to uh, our studio today. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been my pleasure to be with you on this very special episode of Arabology. Stay tuned for Zoe Radio coming up in a minute or two right here at KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I leave you with the Aslamam and Lamset Ruh from the album Salsabil. And I hope to see you next week. Stay tuned for Zoe Radio and Shukran Salam and Au Revoir.